Welcome back to After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. All right, guys, welcome back for another episode. In today's episode, I'm going to be joined by Thomas, a.k.a. Mr. Sideline. What's good? And in today's episode, we are going to be getting to our biggest takeaways from week 11 in the NFL Uh, And then I want to get to our five most overachieving players in the NBA so far this season. A lot of players, uh, and we are going to get to that. Both of us will make a top five list in order. uh, But first, we are going to get to our biggest takeaways from week 11 in the NFL. So let's get to that. All right, so... Uh, let's go. Uh, what, do you, what would you say the first takeaway is? Choose um, the Ravens. First takeaway. Well, I want to debate you because you think Lamar Jackson's a future right, okay. quarterback at the NFL. I want to debate you later, though. Okay. So yeah. stay tuned for that. But first, I guess we could get to the Patriots' offense, uh, which I'm a Patriots fan. You're a Patriots fan. Not as big as me. Yeah. But uh, uh, but anyway, oh my gosh, we are struggling offensively. We had one passing touchdown from Julian Edelman to Philip Dorsett. Uh, Tom Brady is frustrated. He threw the ball 47 times. Only completed 26 of those passes, which isn't horrible, but still. For 216 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. A few of those balls could have been picked off as well, not to mention. Also, for those of you, I usually go through every single game and go to a quick takeaway. We're going to do a little different this time, just get to the very important takeaways and go a little more in-depth. Uh, sure. But rushing the ball wasn't great either. Sony Michelle, 10 carries for 33 yards. He has been one of the more inconsistent backs yes. of the NFL this season. James White had five touches for 20 yards, I guess. He, he needs to, I definitely think he needs to get more involved in the offense. There's a third down yes. back. He's so, so huge for them. He can just because he, 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 he can catch the ball. And running the ball, he's not phenomenal, but he's... Yeah somewhat consistent yeah he's fast he's smart and he's for sweet a guy, feet right sweet feet and for a guy as small as him he's really not too shabby at breaking tackles like he's good in the open field but he's also pretty solid at breaking tackles for a guy that's what five nine he's really really small mm-hmm. but i uh, geez this offense is really struggling i know the eagles don't have a bad defense like their secondary is horrible but they have a good enough pass rush to kind of keep you on your toes and you keep in mind with like tom brady like I don't know if you remember, but I really dissected this game and ripped on the Eagles when they lost to the – did they lose or did they beat – they beat the Green Bay Packers, but I gave them a lot of crap. They beat them 35-28. to It was a great offensive performance, but their defense I – I knew it was Aaron Rodgers, but Devontae Adams was hurt in a portion of this game, and their defensive game plan was horrible. They continued to rush Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was able to escape the pocket, and then it was Aaron Rodgers – and his receivers versus the uh, Eagles' corners one-on-one, which is a big-time advantage for the Packers. Right. For the Patriots, though, Tom Brady can't escape the pocket and just do what Aaron Rodgers does and then all of a sudden take completely take the pass rush out of it and just make it his receivers, which are around a little worse maybe than the Packers, but still, they're decent enough. They're de- better than Their receivers are better than the Eagles' secondary. Most teams are the same case, but... For the Patriots, Tom Brady can't scramble away. He has to stand in the pocket. And not to mention, they have a good pass rush. Our O-line is horrible. We need Isaiah Wynn. That's a guy we need. And he's got a lot of talent out of Georgia. First-round pick. Last season, he missed the whole year. He's been banged up. 
I think he's a little too small to play tackle, but oh, he's got great fundamentals, good size, and a lot of people think he can hold down the Ford at left tackle. I hope right. he really can. He's gonna he is their biggest X factor right now because if he can come in and even just do a decent job over there at left tackle, it's gonna be better than Marshall Newhouse. I hate that. And because you need to protect Brady right now. He's taking hits, he's getting frustrated, he can't scramble out of the pocket. Right. And the O line is just really struggling. I wouldn't say this is the biggest beating he's ever taken, but it's it's up there. The offensive line, this is just my opinion, but it's one of I would say it's one of the most important things in football. Yes. Like you can have a really, really good offense. Um D but none of that is you can't have a really good offense without a good O-line. Like, decent, at least. Yeah, decent. And it has to be able to at least hold And here's the thing about the Patriots. They don't need a great offense. They have a great defense already. Yes. Oh, the I'm only sure. problem yes. is, the only again, the Ravens, they struggle. But that's a different type of beast right yeah. there. Uh, they've slowed down a little bit, the Patriots defense. But um, they're facing better competition at the same time. But here's the thing. The Patriots offense just needs to be able to control, manage the game, put up 20-something points. Uh, don't turn the ball over. Just play smart football, get enough points. You don't need right. to go out there and score 30 and have a shootout. Your defense is going to win you these games. They are a defensive-built team. As long as this offense, you know, Takes control of you know keep keeps control of the ball doesn't turn it over score twenty something points we're all set. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about the Vikings now? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So I told you guys at the beginning of the year that the Vikings were my team to beat in their division. Uh, I know it's pretty stacked. You know they got the Packers with Aaron Rodgers and that dynamic offense. You got the Bears with their all time defense uh, and subpar offense, and then even the Lions, who haven't played too shabby this season. I said that the Vikings were going to come out and they win their division. And right now, that prediction is looking really, really good. Uh, uh, well, yeah, they are still behind the Packers, but... They are? I don't think Yeah, so. Packers are 8-2, and two, they're 8-3. and three. So, the prediction's looking good in the sense that most people pick the Bears, like me. Right. I, I just... I thought Trubisky... I didn't think Trubisky would be MVP or anything. I wasn't a big fan of Trubisky. I just thought... I like Matt Nagy. I like that defense. I think Mitchell Trubisky will just be good enough. See, the thing is, I didn't like the Bears really at all. The only reason I like them, well, not not really like them, but the only reason defense. that I thought they were going to be somewhat good, not, e- not even the defense, while the defense was good, Head is it last season's success. Like, they were only going to get better. Like, M- Mitchell Trubisky was only to get going to get better. They brought in David Montgomery, a back that I really, really like. They still had Tariq Cohen, who was getting another year under his belt. You know, the offense, I just thought it was going to be better. ton of question marks, though. Right, ton of question marks. And my biggest thing, like, Matt Nagy is a fine coach, and I'm not going to rip him. But for a team with such a bad quarterback, and I'm sorry, Mitch Trubisky is a bad quarterback, they throw the ball way too much. At one point, I remember, they were at the one-yard line, and they had five wide receivers on the field. Five. And I would and I, I would argue, you can disagree with this or not, that David Montgomery is better at the running back position than Trubisky is at the quarterback position. Montgomery is a better running back than Trubisky is a quarterback. Yes. Yes. I would agree. I would say and he's that. not even that great. Like people thought he's going to win uh, offensive rookie of the year. I didn't. I, I had thought it was Josh Jacobs, baby. I thought I said it's either going to be. I picked Kyler Murray, but I thought either him Murray or Jacobs. So far, they've been the two best. Right. Uh, but the thing, like, look at the Bears so far this season. They have allowed 174 points. The other teams in their division, the Lions, have allowed 272. 
which is 98 more than the Bears have. Yeah. And then the Packers and Vikings have allowed 205. Their defense has been great once yeah. again this season. It's been points, uh, you know, points against wise. It's been the best in the league. Uh, right. Best in the NFC, at least. I don't know about the AFC, but it's probably up there as well. Patriots. Uh, I, well, I just want to see the Patriots. 108. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, but the Bears' offense is clearly what's weighing them down. They've allowed, by far, the least points in their division. Points four. The Packers have 250. Vikings have 289. Lions have 244. The Bears have 169. And they've had some defensive time. I mean, every team has. But still, oh, my goodness. Like, just something from that offense. They're throwing turn. They're throwing turnover. You know, not even throwing. Even some fumbles in there too. And they just don't support this defense as uh, as well at all. As your defense only allows 174 points. Yeah. And you can't score more than 100. They have a negative point differential. Your defense is only allowed 174 points. Something's got to give. And uh, Mitchell Trubisky. I don't know if you realize. I, I'll let you talk in a minute. But. Yeah. Uh, Against the Lions, not obviously last week he's facing the Rams on Sunday football, but the week before he torched the Lions and not torched them, but he did a very good three job. Touchdowns. Yeah, he three almost, touchdowns. He almost doubled his touchdowns. Yeah, for the- and I know the Lions, they're just a bad defense. They've underachieved this year. They've got guys like Trey Flowers, Darius Slade. They have been bad this year. And which is weird because their head coach, Matt Patricia. Yes, it's a defensive. <laughs> yeah, but there isn't a lot of talent to be fair. But again, it, they should be better. And yeah. they don't force turnovers either. Trubisky kind of throw, didn't have any. So it was kind of like a fluke game. But I said going into that game, if Trubisky doesn't perform well, he's got to sit for at least two to three more weeks. Right. He played well, so he earned himself another start. Then he kind of gets benched at the end of this game. Just Trubisky, he's just not there as an NFL uh, quarterback. I think it's going to be something that I really want to dive into come off season. Like, what are they going to do with the quarterback position? Uh, but – no, I mean, just Chicago. But again, the Vikings. Let's get back on track there. Right. Um, I was just talking about the Bears for one quick second. Um, the last thing that I was going to say for the Bears is the only positive thing that I can see from them underachieving so hard is that now you have a chance to have a really solid first-round pick and maybe draft a QB. Um, maybe Tua? I know it's a bit of a risk, but I, I know I don't even I don't really know. But the I mean, even if they have to, they can go out and start Trubisky again, right. which I know sounds a little yeah. sus, but yeah, I mean, I think too, I don't know really where the Bears are going to go if they just continue. They can to trade for Trubisky. Cam Newton, which I think, I think, I listen, I'm not a Cam Newton guy personally. I think he's a good player when he's healthy, but he's not as good as some people say, and he's way too injury prone. He's getting up there in age, and his money, if he were always healthy, his money his contract's not bad, but he's not. His contract's not great. But if the Bears are really that desperate and feel like, you know what, with this defense, with this head coach, I think Matt Nagy and Cam Newton would be a good combo. Right. Uh, but, yeah, anyway. I would argue that Cam Newton might be a bigger risk than Tua. Oh, yeah, I think I think he – I mean, you kind of know Cam Newton. You know, there's going to be injuries involved. Tua, I mean, there's injuries as well. Right. But not even the thing for Cam Newton, like – just simple things. You're going to have to trade to get Cam Newton. With Tua's injury, you might not have to trade to get Tua. He might just be there for you to take. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the injuries, obviously, um, Tua is obviously still a very good player, but just scouts are going to, they might want to take a pass on Tua, especially teams um, that, you know, are rebuilding but are in a really, really good direction. They might want to not take that risk and they might just want to play it safe. So I think that 
Tua would definitely be a less of a risk than Cam Newton. But let's move on to another yep. takeaway. Let's talk about Philip Rivers. Philip, yeah, uh, uh, I listen. Per, I mean, that performance he had on Thursday night football against the Raiders was horrible. Ooh. This last game against the Chiefs, four picks. Four picks. Listen. Seven picks and Philip Rivers, in my opinion, is still an elite quarterback in this league. The reason I'm going to say this is it's two bad weeks. I know two bad weeks in the NFL. It's not like two bad NBA games. There's much more importance. But my thing with it is I want to give him a week or two. I understand. But even if he had two subpar weeks... Is it still fair to call him an elite quarterback? Well, elite, like, top 12. Okay. I guess may- maybe elite isn't the right word there. If you're okay, describing fair. Him as top 12. But, yeah, I I wouldn't say I'm right. not even a big Philip Rivers fan. He's always been a guy that turns the ball over. That's yeah. a thing, too. So, I mean, four interceptions, not that bad. But, like, still, I, listen, he's has he played? I, I mean, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, no, you know what I mean. Like, four interceptions, like, he's not usually that bad. With oh, the oh, oh, okay. um, I see what you're But the thing with Phil Rivers is, like, he, oh, again, he always turns the ball over. They like to pass a lot. They pass 52 times. But you only oh. put up 17 points against the Chiefs defense. Your defense held them to 24 points. That's a prime opportunity. They weren't coming into this game four and six. If they don't win this game, so, I mean, son, their, their season's practically over. And your defense shows up. They say, you know what? We need to go win this game. Let's make a statement on Sunday Night Football or Monday Night Football. Let's make a bounce back week. We've had a lot of time to prepare for this game. Right. They played on Thursday Night Football, and now it's Monday. So they've had a lot of time to prepare. Phillip Rivers, something's not clicking these past two weeks, but a lot of people tend to overreact. Yeah. And I'm not saying – I Phil Rivers could definitely continue to struggle, and the Chargers should definitely consider drafting a quarterback – Come this off season, but let's not overreact. I mean, it's been two horrendous weeks for Philip Rivers, but let's give him, you know, a game or two more to see how he responds. Right, and my and my thing with the Chargers is that, well, I'm not like I said, I'm not a big Philip Rivers guy either. No. But I personally think that if you look at the the Chargers wide receiving core. It is extremely underrated. I mean, oh yeah, got, underrated. You got Keenan Allen. He's Keenan underrated. Allen. Mike Williams, when he's healthy, is underrated. Yeah, they used to have Tyrell Williams too. Tyrell Williams, yeah, yeah, but he's not on the team. Anymore. Hunter Henry, super. Well, he's, no, I wouldn't say he's underrated. I would say he's properly rated, but he's yeah. just been really, really yeah. good when healthy. Well, Again, so that, the injuries are a problem there. Right. You have Austin Eckler out of the backfield. You have Melvin, Melvin Gordon, Gordon out of the backfield. The problem with that too is he's kind of like Tom Brady, where they're older players, Philip Rivers. Tends to get a little more banged up. Brady just keeps his body in very good condition. But two players with bad offensive lines that can't just scramble out of the pocket. And they're getting up there in age. And I think it's wearing, it's kind of wear and tear. This season, he's had like two rookie offensive linemen that aren't really that good either playing for him. So that's a problem. Right. That's my thing with the offensive line is that, yeah, if you look at the Chargers offense, they have a, it's pretty good. It's yeah. a pretty solid offense. But I mean, obviously, it's a little bit of a different scenario because, you know, uh, Philip Rivers is aging, and he's kind of starting to decline, anyways. But the O line is just so important. Like they have a good offense, but it, it simply cannot perform because the O line, you know, it, there's a lot of pressure getting to Rivers, causing him to throw bad passes, fumbles a lot, um, just a lot of key turnovers. And that offensive line, you know, they can swing the game really. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I think that the offensive line is so important. 
in football. Like people yeah. are gonna be like, oh man, especially for these older quarterbacks. So you wanna the Chargers are probably sitting here saying, ideally, it would it would be nice to go out and get a quarterback, maybe this offseason, maybe the next one, let him develop under Philip Rivers, because hopefully Rivers has got maybe two more years left in the tank. Yeah. If you want to salvage Philip Rivers, give him a good O-line yeah. if you really want to, because you can't they're just, you know, throwing him out there to die, basically. I mean I know it's tough on the fly to make these adjustments because they're injuries. They had a not a fan phenomenal line. It wasn't looking like the Colts O line or anything like that, or the Saints or something like that. But look, I mean, even look what the Saints are doing. They're protecting Drew Brees. And you see, like the Colts made this adjustment. I think it's the Chargers are gonna learn the hard way, just like the Colts did. Andrew Luck retired because of injuries. These injuries were in part mostly Earlier in the season, he suffered so many injuries because he had such a bad O-line. So the Colts reassessed, said, you know what? We had Andrew Luck, and he was only 29 years old. He already retired because he was constantly getting banged up. It was because we had such a bad O-line. Remember, that right. O-line was horrible. So they went. They spent first-round picks. They rebuilt that O-line to one of the best in the league. The Chargers are going to have to learn. They're going to have to learn the hard way just like the Colts did. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's the only unfortunate thing is that the year they get a good yeah. line and you luck retired. Again, but, it's hard to adjust on the fly, but yeah, but you know, the good thing is is that I really, really like Jacoby Brissett. I really do. And I think that I don't know if he'll ever reach, you know, top five QB status in the league. No, he probably won't. Top ten? Potentially. Top, top eight, maybe even. The the potential is that's definitely there. Um that's his ceiling. I like I said. He, I don't think he'll ever get to Andrew Luck's level. Andrew Luck, at his peak, top five QB? Definitely. Definitely. Maybe even top three in one or two seasons. Potentially. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, do you want to move on to the Raiders? Yes, Raiders. We, we got to touch on the Raiders. The Raiders? Not a very impressive win over Cincinnati, but they're 6-4. and four. They got a shot. They have a real playoff shot. Uh, their defense has been playing better than people give them credit for. Uh, you know, a lot of people, especially in fantasy, I'm like, oh, Oakland, sweet. Let me play all my guys that are facing against Oakland. But Oakland's defense has been holding up better than you think. Derek Carr, you know, I'm not a Derek Carr guy at all. In fact, Derek Despite Carr's- throwing a pick, he went 25 for 29. Yeah. I know he's a check down guy and he's going to get a high completion percentage, but still. Uh, yeah, and I'm like I said, Derek, Cor- Derek Carr is one of my least favorite quarterbacks in the league. I just don't really like him all that much. Um, but he, he's been playing well lately. Josh Jacobs has been oh, – he has been really, really good. Um, I know this is a bit uh, – what's the word? Uh, scuffed, but he's putting up better rookie numbers than Bo Jackson. Josh, I know. I Yeah, I mean, again, they give him the ball a lot. Right, and, and it's a little bit scuffed because did Bo Jackson have the greatest rookie season? Uh, oh, sure. one of them. No, uh, rushing yards-wise, it was – oh, what's his face? Give me a minute to think Mark about Mark Allen. That. Who? Mark Allen. No. Okay. What are you What are you talking about? Like, uh, rushing yards wise, I forget who it was because I just looked at the stat. Uh, just keep going. For and, the um, Raiders? Or? No, just all time. I thought. Oh, oh. I I'm just talking what? about for the Raiders because Bo Jackson played for the Raiders in his rookie season. Yeah. Now. Yeah. That's that's the point I was making. I was just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And, you know, they've got a pretty solid receiving court. I mean, uh, Tyrell Williams, you know, solid, maybe not a great number one. Darren Waller. Had, yeah, Darren Waller is One of the biggest surprises own. of the season. I didn't really know who he was, but he's came out and he's performed like a top six. He had a lot of top. issues, and he fixes. Yeah, he's just, he's been performing really well. Because overall, and even with the whole 
Antonio Brown thing. Yeah. Like, they have still managed to come People out. thought Anton- them losing Antonio Brown was going to dramatically decrease their wins. I called them crazy yeah. for that. Uh, and I know Antonio Brown's obviously going to make your team better, but for Derek Carr, I said, coming into the season, it's not about what receivers you throw out there because everybody said, oh, Carr had a bad year last year because he didn't have very good receivers. No, there's nothing to do with it at all. Up in here, he had a, some mental case. He before before his injury, he was slinging. I know, got, you know, slinging around the yard doesn't sound like great. Sounds like yeah. a lot of picks, but he wasn't afraid to throw it. Last season, it was all checkdowns. It was just after a pick, he was just really scared too. Yeah. It's all in his head. Yeah, it football's a mental game. It's more it, more than you think. At the end of the day, you can have so much skill and so much talent, but if you're not confident in yourself, I mean, you're toast. Like you're mm-hmm. not gonna un, unless you are. Some ridiculous football specimen with all the talent anyone could possibly have. Like, there's a lot of scenarios. Like, I know this isn't football, but I look at a guy like Markel Fultz. Obviously, Fultz didn't have a great work ethic. Or even Michael Carter-Williams. Like, those two guys, um, they just got they got traded. And their confidence just went to an all-time low. And they're just not... Michael Carter-Williams is an NBA scrub that's been going around from team to team. And then you have, you know, Markel Fultz, who's definitely coming back a little bit, but, you know, just really hasn't looked like the same number one mm-hmm. overall prospect. Like, if you, if we were to do the 2017 draft all over again, Fultz. Markel Fultz would not be in Even the, top, close in the lottery. And maybe first but, round, but. Yeah, you know, first round for sure. Yeah, but not the lottery and not. Probably not. And maybe not even top 20. He, I think he'd go late twenty just because of what he's shown us lately. Right. But uh, I have to ask you about the Raiders right now. Yes. Okay. Yes. First of all, they're six and four. Okay. The Chargers and Broncos are out of it. Yeah. Basically. Much. So they're six and four. The Chiefs are seven and four. They've kind of struggled lately. Mm. Do you think the Raiders will win the division? And if 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 so or if not, what are the odds that they do? I don't I think they will. I don't think that the Raiders no, will. No, I don't. Division. And but I will give them a 30% chance. That's what I'm going to give. I was them. I was going to go low. I was going to go 20% chance. Like yeah, you could point to the Chiefs struggling. 28% or something right. like that. Yeah. But like look, Patrick Mahomes was out. They had Matt Moore. I think Matt Moore delivered two consecutive losses or two losses in general or something like that. Patrick Mahomes is back. Yeah, you can look at that week against the Titans, but the fact of the matter is that just looked like a fluky week. Last the, last night they didn't play very good though. Yeah, the Chargers they, gave them a lot of gifts and they just won by seven points. Yeah, I mean, the Titans game was just it, it was just so unlucky. I mean, Mahomes was playing out of his mind. The team's just playing really well, and they just they couldn't get it done. I mean, mm-hmm. granted they did allow Ryan Tannehill to absolutely light them up. That's on the defense. But yeah, I'm just gonna talent wise. Like, the Chiefs are one of the most talented teams in the league. And I just – I can't say that the Raiders are going to I, – I cannot say with a straight face that the Raiders will win there. No. What do you think about the playoffs? Because here we're sitting yes, here. Definitely. Do you think they'll make the playoffs? Most Absolutely. definitely. Because right now, the Bills own the first wild card spot. And then in second, they are tied for the second wild card okay. spot at 6-4 and four with the Houston Texans. And then right on their tails are the Titans at 5-5, five and five, the Steelers at 5-5, five and five, and that's really the two five five teams. I think the Raiders do have a shot. Um, while I do like the Texans' defense a little bit more and their offense, to be quite their frank. defense was always overhated. I thought. Yeah. Um, 
it's just I, I I'm a big is. Texans guy, even though they're inconsistent. I don't know what it is. I, the Raiders have just been playing better. Like, look at it on paper. I mean, Texans should be better. Well, but here's the thing: with the Texans, you got to chalk it up to coaching. The coaching just yes. Yeah, I think that's- Bill O'Brien. I mean, also the inconsistency, and I mean, like they have some of these weeks where they really impress you and look like they could make a run for going to the AFC Championship. I doubt the win, you know, the AFC Championship. I don't think they're there yet. But again, you have to remind, like, I have to remind myself, Aiden. You know, I know you love the Texans. Like, I'm a big Deshaun Watson fan. I'm a big DeAndre Hopkins fan, despite his eh, season so far this You're year. Big Will, big Will Fuller fan. Uh, I know Lamar Miller, what he's hurt right now, but I was never a big fan of him. Uh, their lines got better. I thought their defense was underrated, but they are just too inconsistent. I would give them the edge over the Oakland Raiders, even though the Raiders have been playing better, uh, just because it seems just more realistic. I know it's maybe a little biased, right. but uh, they the Raiders, not too far-fetched at all for them to make the playoffs. I'll, I'll have to look at Buffalo Bills' schedule, but I think there's a chance that they could fall off. Potentially, I mean, they've slowed down lately. Um, they just won last week, but they lost to the Browns. Yeah. They lost to the Eagles. They lost to the Patriots. So, not not bad teams that they're losing to. The but. thing is, though, context is very key here. One, the Bills won. The Bills won versus the Dolphins. Yeah, That's exactly. The first thing. Second of all, Josh Allen lit them up. Josh Allen is not going to do this every week. Yes. The only reason and. To be quite honest, the Dolphins didn't even play that bad. It was just Josh Allen was just lighting them up, and that's not going to happen. I give Brian Flores a ton of credit for what he's done with this team. Eh. Yeah. Okay. Um, (laughs) Um, I mean, and the Dolphins are bad. Like, let me – the Dolphins are really, really bad. Um, But, you know, the Bills just – the defense was actually not that great, which is weird because the Bills normally have a really, really good defense. And Josh Allen just played out of his mind. I don't uh-huh. know what it was. Uh, yeah, and now let's have our big debate on Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. All right, here it is. The big debate, Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes. Who are the quarterback that you're going to take for the future? I am team Lamar Jackson. And I'm team Patrick Mahomes. And see, I'm one of the, I seriously think this. Like, you guys can be like, oh, you're just doing this for content. I seriously, No, he has, yeah. I seriously would And I said I wanted to bait you one time, and then we were just like, I think now's the time. Yeah. Um, look, Lamar Jackson, you can make all your jokes, oh, he's a running back, all, all of that. I don't care. He is a legitimate NFL quarterback. He's a legitimate NFL quarterback. Right. With Patrick Mahomes. Okay. I'll take it. Who's the better player so far this season? Obviously, it's Lamar Jackson. Obviously. Obviously. And who's the better runner? Obviously, Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Who am I better... going to take to build my franchise around, to be my franchise quarterback Lamar for the next 10 Jackson. years? Patrick Mahomes. Why? Here's my thing. One, Patrick Mahomes is more proven than Lamar Jackson. Here's where I come with that. I know Lamar Jackson's one playoff game that he had. But Patrick Mahomes came to the league with a ton of confidence. Not saying Lamar Jackson doesn't have that confidence, but he went toe to toe with Tom Brady in the AFC Championship. Lamar Jackson couldn't even beat out Philip Rivers. And I know it's you know rookie, basically rookie years for both of them. Well, technically not Mahomes's, but it basically was. Uh, but my thing with it was like also the thing with Lamar. I know Patrick Mahomes has got hurt and Lamar Jackson hasn't yet, but they let him just be a free. You know, he's like a free runner out there. Like he just. 
They leave him out open for hits so many times. One of these times he's going to get clocked, and he's bound to get hurt. I hate to say it. I don't want to sound like that guy that's just like, oh, well, because I think he'll get hurt to help my debate. But seriously, the way he runs and the way they leave him out there open for so many hits, one of these times someone's going to come from his blind side and one of these big linebackers is going to come up and destroy him. And it's going to lead to a bigger injury that could take him out for a year. My franchise quarterback's out for a whole season. Not saying Mahomes isn't, you know, invincible from injuries either, but the way he plays, way less injury prone. And again, he's more proven. He's the better passer. Quarterbacks are meant to pass. Not saying running quarterbacks are bad. Clearly, it's working with Lamar Jackson right now. Uh, but also, you, I think that deserves some credit for the offensive coordinator. Greg Roman's done an incredible job, um, you know, scheming him in the right way. And personally, you know, am I going to get a guy like Greg Roman on my staff, uh, you know, when I start my new franchise? I'll take Patrick Mahomes. I am going to take Lamar Jackson. And here's the thing. One of my biggest things for Lamar Jackson, he is not here by accident. He is not an NFL superstar. Is it safe to say superstar? At this point, yes. Okay. He, he's for now, regular season superstar. Let's see how he plays in the playoffs. Star. I'll give him star. He is. It's safe to say that he is an NFL star. He is not here by accident, and I know that. He is clearly hardworking. It has been resulted by his teammates by his coaches. There have been many articles about Lamar Jackson and his legendary work ethic. I want a guy like that on my team. Patrick Mahomes, obviously, I believe he's hardworking too, but he is also very talented. And also another thing I look at is leadership. Lamar Jackson is a clear-born leader. So is Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Yes. You lead. Basically, his rookie year, he led the Chiefs to the AFC Championship with that defense. And you think, tell me Andy Reid was going up there firing those guys up. I'll buy you a cheeseburger if we win. I'm like, no. Patrick Mahomes is a leader. Maybe Lamar Jackson maybe is a slightly better leader. Maybe. They're both good young leaders. And the fact is, like, Patrick Mahomes obviously has ability. Patrick Mahomes is a more flashy passer. Passer. Yeah, not a player because Lamar Jackson obviously has like all those spin moves and tricks out of his bag. And another thing with Lamar Jackson is that if things don't work in the pocket, he's not obviously not afraid to go out there. He's not afraid to take hits. He is not. He's not soft. I know that's a good thing, but it also could lead to injury. Right, but he's all he's he can create out of the pocket. Just as well as Patrick Mahomes can. Not necessarily just as a passer. Patrick Mahomes out of the pocket as a passer is better. Yes, but Lamar Jackson overall out of the pocket is better. Well, yeah, I mean, he's a running quarterback. Well, no, I, I don't, I'm not even necessarily saying running. Either. Just overall, if you need yes. both of those yeah. things, Lamar Jackson is better. Yeah. Um, he has lots of good... Like, he's good at creating space. Like, he has lots of juke moves. And I know that really doesn't matter, but... At the end of the day, more yards. And he's also just really, really smart. And obviously, Patrick Mahomes is very, very smart, too. Like, probably smarter than Lamar Jackson. But just Lamar just seems like someone who is a natural-born leader. Someone who is super talented, can create out of the pocket or in the pocket, can scramble, is fast as a cheetah, can throw 50-yard bombs, and he's running a legendary offense. All right, here's my thing with what you just said. All right, outside of he's as fast as a cheetah, and Patrick Mahomes is a scrambler, but, like, to an extent, 
everything else describes Patrick Mahomes that you said. And Patrick Mahomes is probably better at most of that. You know, you said Lamar Jackson can throw 50-yard uh, bombs. How accurately? Patrick Mahomes can throw 60-yard bombs accurately. Lamar Jackson can throw semi-accurate 50-yard passes. Not only that, but you said he can create outside and inside of the pocket as a passer. Patrick Mahomes, as a passer, can do it better. I know, yeah, running too, but you said as in, inside. And not saying he can't inside and outside of the, in the pocket as a passer, but Patrick Mahomes is clearly better at that. And natural-born leader, I think both of them are. I don't know, man. I yes. When I look at Lamar Jackson, I just look at someone that works hard, sets a great example, an amazing teammate, oh, yeah. so, so many stories. Yeah, yes. Yeah, obviously. We, I think Patrick Mahomes is a similar guy as well. We we haven't heard anything about that. We haven't. We, uh, Have you heard anything negative? Huh? Have you heard anything negative? Have you heard anything positive? Yes. No. Yes. Where? You when? just. Where and when? <sighs> Who's the better leader? Let's just sit here and say Lamar this. Jackson. Lamar Jackson. That's fair. That's okay, fair. that's fair. But I think Patrick Mahomes is still a decent leader. Sure. I yeah. he's a bad leader, but I'm just but saying. I feel like all of a sudden this argument has come down to who's the better leader. Leadership plays a role, but Lamar Jackson, okay, he's a little bit of a better leader and then Patrick Holmes, I guess. Let's sure. expand. Okay, let's let's dive into these different areas. And because yeah, we get it. All right, this has already been established, set in stone. He's a little bit better of a leader. Now what? You tell me. <laughs> I'm, I'm asking you. Now what? Outside of he's a little bit better of a leader and he's a better runner, we already know that. What else? Like I said, outside of the pocket, he is a better creator, taking all things into account because that's really what it is. You take football, all football things into account. It's not like some um, unwritten law in stone that you can't uh, run run outside of the pocket. Out Outside of the pocket, I will take Lamar in an out-of-the-pocket situation. I'll okay. take Lamar Jackson over Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Simple. Lamar Jackson is faster. Yes, we know that. Yep. Okay. Um, Lamar Jackson is also the leader of one of the most unique offenses we've ever seen. I mean, they run 45% of their plays out of the pistol, which is, if you look at... I have to ask you. So, they run into the Patriots, right? So, last season, the Chiefs, they faced the Patriots those times, twice. Okay. Okay. And... So the Patriots are a team. This happened, Lamar Jackson, this offense is clearly more dynamic than it was last season. It's harder to stop. But the Patriots last season, most of the time, you give them not one but two times to game plan against your offense, even if it's unique. How do they do, usually that second time around? The Patriots defense? Yes, that second time around. You know, even if they struggle against you the first time, second time. In the playoffs, you have to remember this. Most quarterbacks don't do very well against the Patriots in the playoffs. Not to mention, even though you were a unique offense and did well that first game, doesn't mean you're going to do bad the second game, but don't they usually come out with a very good game plan that really shuts them down and gives them troubles? Yeah. Yes. What happened last year when the Chiefs faced Patrick Mahomes in that offense? Well, the second time around in the AFC Championship in the playoffs, second time you got to face this kid. Because remember, Patrick Mahomes had a very similar year to Lamar Jackson. Very has this year very special season. What did Patrick Mahomes go on to do in that AFC Championship? Not. He lit them up. I mean, he struggled in the first half, but he came back and he lit them up. Okay, so Lamar Jackson, l- listen, 
I know he runs a dynamic offense, and it seems unstoppable right now. But come playoff time, you're going to give the Patriots... The Patriots are probably already game planning for that. Because they know they're making the playoffs, and they know there's a very good chance they're going to run into the Ravens. The Patriots are just like that. The Patriots knew the same thing with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes still found a way. Lamar Jackson, I'm not saying he can't, but... uh. I mean, that's a, again. It's a sight to be unseen. It's sight unseen. But what happened in the first regular season performance last year for the Chiefs? For the Chiefs' first regular season? against the Patriots. Oh, against the Patriots. How did that come too? Wait, what was that game again? I'm asking you. Let's look at the schedule because, because my I... thing is the Patriots' defense is better this year. Yes, that's a given. But they were still decent last year. They are one of the best in the league. And you've got Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick can figure out every single offense. Lamar Jackson did better against a better defense. Like, and it's bring first up, going. We can bring up, yeah, we can bring up playoffs and stuff. But Lamar Jackson hasn't had that chance. He hasn't had that opportunity. And if the Patriots' offense continues to play the way they play... The Ravens have a legitimate chance to beat them. Okay, the but this is and not the Ravens. This is about Lamar Jackson. Still, Lamar Jackson is the leader of the Ravens. Okay, so let's say the Ravens win. Let's say since the Patriots' offense is struggling, yes. the Ravens win twenty to thirteen. Lamar Jackson goes on to score. You know, he scores one scrambling touchdown, and they rush in another touchdown because he, you know, he, you know, he passed well. You know, maybe he finishes with two hundred. You know, one hundred. 60 passing yards, 80 rushing yards, and one total touchdown. And he leads them down for two. Okay. But the Patriots only score 13 points. Uh-huh. Are you going to – who ends up with the better performance the, the in the playoffs? Patrick Mahomes the year before or Lamar Jackson? Who impresses you more? Because the, Lamar Jackson did win, Patrick Mahomes lost. Patrick Mahomes put up an historic game and led his offense over 30 points. Or was it Lamar Jackson who got the win, but it was really just in part for the Patriots' offense struggling and him playing okay? Lamar Jackson. Because Lamar Jackson – what? Let yes, because Lamar Jackson. Let, first of all, Lamar Jackson. No, he doesn't lead the defense. The he, defense only allowed thirteen you're not points. Even giving me a chance to speak anymore. First of all, he led them to a win. You can talk about oh well, Patrick Mahomes had clearly wasn't enough. And also, Lamar Jackson goes to the Super Bowl. That means if they're versing them in the AFC Championship, that means that the Ravens are going to the Super Bowl. Something Patrick Mahomes has not done, even though Mahomes has had two full seasons now. To go to the Super Bowl. And Lamar Jackson has done it in one season as a complete starter. Think about that for a second. Not only that, if they go on to win that Super Bowl. No. no. Yes. No. Yes. Here's my thing. To, do you, so you see, you're saying this is Lamar Jackson's first season. Because last season, it just what it did. That, that, we're not going to count that. We're not going to count last season. That's what you're telling me? The only reason I'm saying that. Are you Wait, did you say two seasons for Mahomes counting this season as well? I yeah, kind of. Okay, because you're not counting that first season that he played. No, no, okay, no, all right. No, Lord, no. But no, you can't just eliminate last season. I know he's technically bad. He is uh, not technically. He is better than Lamar Jackson. You can't just eliminate what he did last. I'm season. not counting it because it's bad. I'm counting no. it because he didn't look at the games he started last season. How many were there? There were about I think six or seven, six not or including s- the playoffs. Yeah, six or okay. seven. Okay, a rookie. Hey, Lamar Jackson. I know. I and obviously we gotta cut him slack, but you can't just totally eliminate it like it's never even happened. I, I, no, I mean, you can't. Kinda, yeah. I mean, you can take into account separating the seasons, but if you're gonna, you know, sit here and say, uh, just 
No, you can't just completely... I mean, obviously, we're going to cut them some slack. Obviously, it's a whole new year. Yeah. But you can't just completely eliminate that season. And, I mean, he's he's better this year. He is. Right. Oh, but, but here's why. I'll, I'll, another thing that you said. Patrick Mahomes didn't win, and Lamar Jackson did. So that's what made him better. But you have to remember this. Who got the ball in overtime? Patriots. Patrick Mahomes didn't get a chance. So I mean, <laughs> I'm not wrong. Sometimes it's a game of luck. And okay, well, luck. I mean that that's the thing. Patrick Mahomes didn't get that chance. If Lamar, but I'm I, what I'm seeing is if Lamar Jackson beats that Patriots team, nobody's going to look back and say, "Oh man, Patrick Mahomes did a better job than Lamar." even though he lost. You can sit here and say, oh, well, he didn't have the chance. Well, guess what? He still lost. If he was so that good that game, then he shouldn't He shouldn't have even been in that. In that I'm looking position. at Patrick Mahomes' AFC uh, championship stats. Go ahead. Right, they, they popped up. They are very good. And I believe it. I, I know. And I know, obviously, the whole objective is to win. But you have to remember, the Ravens' defense only has 20 points. Lamar, I mean, 13 points, not even 20. Lamar Jackson, in this game, I said his stat line goes on to be 160 passing yards for no passing touchdowns, an interception, and then 80 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. Okay. That's not a very good stat line. They won 20 to 13. Who does who deserves credit? I'm not saying Lamar Jackson deserves no credit, but he plays an okay game. The defense won them that game. The Chiefs lost last season 31-37, to and the Patriots got the ball in overtime. Here were, uh, if I can find the stats, you can talk while I find the stat. So, yes, but one, Lamar Jackson is, m- like, more of a game plan breaker because, at least, like, Patrick Mahomes, let's be honest here, Patrick Mahomes is more of a pure quarterback than Lamar Jackson. Yes. I think that's – so, In t- just in terms of that, that would make Lamar Jackson, like, more unusual to stop because he's kind of like that dual position. So it's he you have to game plan for him more specifically and more difficultly because of how well he performs not passing the ball. So he's more of a game plan breaker than Patrick Mahomes. Despite how good Mahomes yeah. is, he is more of a game plan breaker. That's fair. That and also if they come out and win against the Patriots defense, that has been historic this season, and the Patriots defense, still solid last season, still decent and pretty good, but not nearly at the level that they are this season. Uh, Yeah, I know. The Patriots defense is better this season. They were also a little faster last year. Lamar Jackson facing very slow defense. As good as the Patriots defense is, and I'm not going to take that away from Lamar Jackson's performance, he faced the slowest core linebackers. Like, and though that's who's guarding them. They do QB spies. Like who's who has to stop Lamar Jackson? The linebackers do when he goes out in space and runs. Patriots have very slow defense. And that's again, last season was a little faster. It's not a huge difference, but last season they had a few faster linebackers that would have been able to handle them a little better. The defense overall was worse. Also, I have to mention this. Patrick Mahomes, again, didn't get the ball in overtime, didn't get that chance to win. They scored 31 points. In the first half, he took an absolute beating. Like, first half, the offensive line was not a help at all. He went 16 for 31 for 295 passing yards, three touchdowns. And he also led them down for one more where Damian Williams scored a rushing touchdown where he led them down right to the goal line. And he also had 11 rushing yards as well. So, 
I just think overall, like it's debatable because the whole objective is to win, but I don't think we're going to look back if that exact game that I just said happens. 2013, same style line for Lamar Jackson. We're not going to look back and say Lamar Jackson won them that game. Uh, the Ravens defense did. When we look back at the AFC championship, what kept the Chiefs in that game? Patrick Mahomes. Okay, that's fair. All right. Yeah. But I, I like I said, the objective is to win. Yes. At the end of the day, James Harden can go, can score 50 points on the Warriors if he still loses. Yeah, no but that's different. But that's that that's different in a way where we sit here and say what it, what else did James Harden do? Because there's different aspects in the game of, uh, in the NBA. There, those players also have to play defense. They've also got to set up teammates. Patrick Mahomes is just a quarterback. The box score is going to tell us a lot of what happened. He's really only you know meant to do a little bit of rushing and then passing. He doesn't have to play defense where they allowed 37 points. True. Have you changed your mind? No. No, I knew you wouldn't. Uh-huh. I knew neither of us would, but. But I don't. I, I would still just. I would still take Lamar Jackson. Okay, I'm would. taking Patrick Holmes still. Uh, but I think that was a pretty fair debate. I, I would say. I don't. I wouldn't say there was a true winner, but it was. Just, it was good insight from both sides. Just if whether you're in the Lamar Jackson camp or the Patrick Mahomes camp, I know most of you are probably in the Patrick Mahomes camp. Um, I don't blame you. Look, I, let me establish this right now. Patrick Mahomes is still very, 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 very good. And Lamar Jackson is very, 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 very good. I'm not trying to hate on either of these players. Clearly not uh, Clearly Lamar, not Lamar Jackson. Jackson. But I'm not trying to hate on Patrick Mahomes at all. I'm not even a big Patrick Mahomes fan, but I understand talent when I see it. So I just want to make that quick disclaimer that I do not hate Patrick Mahomes or the Chiefs. Um, and I'm assuming Aiden doesn't hate Lamar Jackson or no. the Ravens. Uh, but yeah, so now do you, let's get into our top five Overachieving players in the season so far. All right, let's get into the top five. So, who do you have at number five? Uh, number five, I'm gonna go Andrew Wiggins. Uh, I think Wiggins, he surprised me so far uh, this season. Just ever since they put him at point guard, he's really, really, really thrived in this offense. And Wiggins is a guy who's starting to really hit his shots as well. He's scoring. 26 points, pretty much 26 points per game. I mean, he is having a very good season, especially scoring the ball. And he's always never really been a bad scorer. Like last season, he had 18 points per game. Uh, And obviously, we expected more considering 2016, 2017. He had 23 points per game. But right now, he has a career high in points per game so far, not to mention efficiencies. That's always been a big thing. I know he's taking 21 shots per game, but he has a 48% efficiency on those 21 shots. That is a very good efficiency, 48%, especially for a guy who shot 41% before, you know, 44. He's never really been that much of an efficient player, especially from shots like mid-range, but he's starting to get a little more aggressive, much more efficient. Overall, he's been a very good scorer. I've been impressed with Andrew Wiggins so far, uh, but I want to see if the success continues. Number five for me is going to be Luka Doncic. Now, a lot of you guys were probably like, oh, why is Luka on here? Well, we all expected Luka to be good. No one expected this. So far, he's putting up. 30 points, 11 rebounds, and 9 assists. Let that sink in for a second and let realize how ridiculous it is. He's averaging almost a 30-point triple-double, something that hasn't been done since Russ. And he's doing it on 48% from the field. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, <laughs> CJ McCollum is putting up more shots per game 
And way less points. And way less points. That, that's just how efficient Luka just been. My number four, if you want to just go transition right now, Luka Doncic for me, basically yeah. the same thing you said. I'm a huge Luka Doncic fan. Like, I'd pick him to build a franchise around maybe over pretty much every any player in the league. And I thought this before the season. Now with this, like, I mean, he's just so ridiculous. I just like him because he shows the little things. Like, he's clutch. He's not afraid. And he can – you can build a championship contender around him. Maybe not right now, but in a season or two, you know, already. You can already build a championship for contender around him. That's awesome. Not only the stats, too, but the wins. Right. The Mavericks haven't been phenomenal this year, but they've been a little better than people expected, and they're kind of in the playoff hunt right now in the West. Uh, and with Luka, like, I expected him to be good, but 30, 11, and 9, or whatever, 39 and 11, you know, whatever he's putting up, it's nearly a triple, 30-point triple-double. Like, that is almost unheard of outside of players like maybe LeBron. That's yeah. about it. And he's already doing this in his second year. I expected Luka to be good, but like you said, no not even this good. This. Not even this good. Like, he's pro- – it definitely in the top five. Like, my top five for players to build around would be Luka, Giannis, Anthony Davis, Trey Young, and mm, that last one's difficult. The last one's up for grabs. Yeah, the last one is probably up for grabs, in my opinion. Not Zion. Yeah, probably not Zion, just because Zion is so injury plan. Yeah, and we haven't even seen him play at the next level. Right. But anyway, you can go with your number four. Oh, yeah. My number four is going to be Jabari Parker. Now, a lot of you guys, like I said, this one you're probably going to be confused to. Like, what? Jabari Parker? Jabari Parker is putting up 17 points a game on 52% from the field and 28% for three. But no one cares about that. He's a big the fact man. of the matter is, 17 points per game. Like, the number two overall pick, a lot of people were starting to say he was a bust. I thought that was a little unfair, but I didn't expect this. No one really expected this. He's just been he's been playing at a really darn good level. Uh, he's efficient. He's got a nice mid-range game. He's nice in the post. Uh, while his defense is still horrendous and his three-point shot clearly isn't there yet, this is a good sign. This is a good step in the right direction. Both Andrew Wiggins and Jabari Parker are having bounce-back seasons. Andrew Wiggins... Was just shy of my list for those wondering. Who is your number three? Uh, my number three, Shy Gilgis Alexander. Or Shea is that is say. my yes. number three uh, as well. But my thing with uh, Shay is he has become a much better scorer. Like coming into the NBA last season, he looked like just a guy who would give you, you know, solid 10, 11 points per game. Could definitely emerge as maybe a 20 point per game scorer in his prime, but seemed more of like a defensive, it, almost like Lonzo, but more efficient uh, uh, scoring wise. Not Lonzo, but like. I don't know why I thought of that. Whenever I think of a guard that's more pass first and defensive, I just think of him. But Dejounte you know, Murray, maybe, maybe I, a little yeah, bit less better score. Yeah, less defensively and more scoring. Uh, but and a little better playmakers. Well, I looked at him as a decent playmaker despite only three point three assists yeah. per game. Uh, but he seemed just like he was setting up players a little more, maybe than three point three assists per game. Uh, and he looked like just a decent, efficient scorer, and he's a good defender. My problem with this is his efficiencies have gone down. Not only that, I mean, from three, he's got better. Overall, his efficiencies have actually gone down. Uh, and he has, his rebounds have gone up drastically, but his assists, your point guard, he had 3.3 assists last year. He has 2.8 so far this year. Steals, he had 1.2 last year, 0.8 this season. I know it's a little bit of a scuffed stat, but still. Overall, as much as he has been one of the more surprising players in the league, let's dig a little deeper outside of points per game. 
some areas, you know, he's getting worse. Like, I know he's passing a lot less. Last season, he took 8.7 shots per game in 27 minutes. This season, he's getting about 35 minutes and taking 16. He's getting a little too ball dominant, just a little bit. I think he needs to – and it's not a bad thing. Clearly, it's working. But I'm just saying, like, I'd like to see him emerge a little more, more as a playmaker. Like I said, one of my biggest things, context is key. Yes, you could look at Shea's – yeah. But then again, he he has to take the shot. Like, there's nobody else. Efficiency's right. That's the thing. While his efficiencies have gone down, did he's taking anyone a ton not of shots. expect this? I, yeah, yeah, he's taking way more shots than That's he did why last I cut season. him some slack. Right. And also, it's and not- 48% from the field as a guard last season. That's tough. The, 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 he had 48% as a guard. That's pretty good last season. Yeah, so like, if you're going to shoot you know, more, then that's going to go down. Like, I expect, to be honest, I expected him to put up around these numbers, but 42% from the field. Yeah. Like, I really thought he was going to be that inefficient, and he wasn't. The rebounds, like I said, he's gone up. He's pretty, he's really darn good as a rebounder out of the two. And then, yeah, well, he's not a great passer. He is playing shooting guard. Right. He's not expected to be. CP3 is. Yeah, is really exactly that role. He's not even a point guard anymore. And Dennis Schroeder and Chris Paul have, have taken the point guard role, while Shea has been playing more off ball, getting in more catch and shoot situations, driving to the rack. That's why I'm not as really concerned. While the steals have gone down, the defense has been better. Yes, that's the thing. I mean, the, those stats are so scuffed. Uh, what's a player that I can think of that gets a James Harden? He was one of the high. He was like second in steals last year. Is he a good defender? No, no, not really. So those stats are scuffed. I'll, I'll throw it in there, I guess. But like, yeah. oh, he's definitely been a better player, no doubt about it. Right. Uh, who's your number two? Devontae Graham. That uh, is my number two as well. Oh. I think we have the same exact top three. Oh, okay. Uh, and then number one, I don't know. I feel like they, once we tell them number one, they're like, oh, yeah, that's obvious. But they're just not going to think about it right now. Devontae Graham, uh, he's been incredible. Most people, I always liked Devontae Graham, but I never expected anything close to this. I thought he'd be you know, maybe like a decent backup. Throughout his career, maybe ten points per game. Yeah, no, I'd say more than ten points per game. I knew he only scored four point seven, but when he actually got minutes last year, he only scored like four. Only had like fourteen minutes per game last season. But everyone thought Terry Rozier's their guard for the future. Devontae Graham has emerged kind of as that guy so far. He's scoring eighteen. How do you go from four point seven points per game on fourteen minutes to thirty two minutes per game and eighteen point three points? The efficiencies only thought 34% last season. This season, only 41%. He has not been that efficient, but you're playing on the Charlotte Hornets. I don't care, kid. Keep doing your thing. Um, and doesn't grab a ton of boards. Uh, but he's a very good playmaker as well. Seven assists per game. This kid has been incredible. Uh, defensively, he's eh, he could definitely improve. But offensively, he's looked like a very good scorer and playmaker. Again, efficiencies can go up a little. He can keep developing his player, but he's been a huge surprise. The Charlotte Hornets' young core has been playing very well, and it's one of the main reasons why they have been bad, but not worse than the league bad. Like, they have been not not good, but not to the point where it's like, oh, like, they're going to be one of the worst teams ever. And Devontae Graham is one of the biggest reasons why. I mean, Miles Bridges has also taken a pretty big leap. Uh, Malik Monk showing some signs of development. P.J. Washington. Awesome. He's been a big surprise. Um, and just the team is playing solidly bad, if that makes any sense at all. And Devontae Graham is, like I said, one of the biggest reasons why he's putting up 18 and 7. He's shooting, while well, he's shooting 41% from the field, he's also shooting 41% from three on 
eight and a half shot attempts a night. That's really, really good for someone who's such a high volume three point shooter. Maybe that could also explain why his he's so inefficient from the field is because a majority of his shots, more than half of his shots are from three. So I'm going to cut him a little bit of slack there. Defensively, yeah, he's not great. But offensively, playing 32 minutes, you know, just solid. He's just He's balling out. There's no yep. way to put it. And then number one, I think yeah, we both have the same guy. I've got none other than the Miami Heat's Jimmy Butler. I'm kidding. Kendrick Nunn. <laughs> I wanted to throw somebody in there just like that hasn't, but then I was just like, all right, I already said Miami Heat, so I just threw <laughs> Jimmy Butler. Uh, but, yeah, Kendrick Nunn. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about it. You can make an argument for a few guys, but, again, I, you can kick this one off because I've done it with all the rest. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, Kendrick Nunn. Nobody knew who he was then in the preseason. I loved him in the summer league. I watched him in the summer league. I watched. I remember I watched one game and I started watching a little more because Tyler Hero went off and no one was talking about Kendrick. And I was like, I don't know who this guy is. He had he had some issues and then that kind of affected his draft stock. Wait, really? Undrafted? Yeah. What happened? Uh, just I don't know stuff. Uh, but anyway, uh. And he clearly has some talent, but he's just overlooked, and that happens. It affects his draft stock. He has been very, very good. 17.8 points per game. He's getting 31 minutes, already giving him those big-time minutes. He's already taking 15 shots tonight, 47% from the field. He's shooting 38% from three. His defense hasn't been horrible. 1.6 steals. I know there isn't really a stat besides me- outside of metrics. Right. But his defense has been decent. I don't think it's been like 1.6 steals per game good, but – and, like, assists, 3.2 is not horrible. He's running the two guard. So, uh, he really, as a scorer, has really been where he's been impressive. He's been the point guard. He's been both, I believe. Uh, it says Zodrick's coming off the bench. And Justice yes. is playing more of a power forward. This, no, Justice Winslow is always there. I, personally, haven't watched a lot of Heat this year, not going to lie. Justice Winslow was a point guard last year, so I assume I knew yeah. he ran a little bit, but I didn't. I didn't think he's yeah. their main guy. It's not Justice Winslow. Yes, he isn't a great playmaker, but the fact is, he's a really good scorer. And he's got a really smooth game. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And that is going to conclude our top five yep. most overachieving players this season. All right, guys. That's going to wrap up today's episode. Uh, thank you, Mr. Sideline, course, for anytime. joining me. Go check out his podcast and his Instagram. It's really been growing lately. Our Instagram, on the other hand, even though we have more followers, uh, we haven't been gaining really any lately. So definitely go follow my Instagram at After the Buzzer Sports Talk. As always, no all lowercase, no spaces. Uh we just we just need to gain a little bit of followers. Uh we got some podcast updates and sports content there for you. Also go call in on the Anchor Mobile app. We haven't had a caller in a few weeks, so definitely go do that. Anyway, again, thank you, Thomas, and thank you for joining. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. That was a bad outro and cue that music. Oh, 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 oh,